Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just sign up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What's up, everybody? This is the Talking Niners podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kobe Ransom. Uh, we're here to discuss all things San Francisco 49ers, and there is a lot of big news uh, circulating around 49ers Twitter that we're going to discuss today. Joining me, um, this will actually be the first official episode that gets published with um, my co-host, new co-host uh, for the Talking Niners podcast, at Ninewire Sam. Sam, what's up, man? What's good, man? I'm doing great. I mean, happy to be a part of this again. A lot of quarterback news going around. Been doing a lot of stuff on that, refreshing my Twitter page all day. So I'm ready to get into it. Should be a fun offseason starting off. Glad to talk about it right here, right now. Yeah, man. A lot of uh, a lot of news circulating. I guess we'll start with the fact that I think today Deshaun Watson uh, publicly requested his trade. So now we know for sure that he wants out of Houston, although there's been Rumors circulating around that that's already been happening. Um, the Texans have already taken some calls about Watson already. So it's not like new news. It's just now it's public. Um, the news that's more important towards the 49ers right now is the Matthew Stafford situation, which is an interesting one because Ian Rappaport, uh, Adam Schefter, Tom Pilisaro, none of those guys have any um, new news on the Stafford situation and who's involved. Um and where that's at, because um, Adam Adam Schefter today said on KMBR that he heard nothing of the Colts being interested in Matt Stafford and what they're working on, nothing of the Niners being interested in Matt Stafford and what they're working on, but the people in Mobile, uh, Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl, and John Lynch is in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl, um, there's been heavy discussion about the Matthew Stafford um, situation over there, and it sounds like uh, the 49ers and Matthew Stafford are nearing a deal that could happen um, anytime within the next week or so. So um, it's interesting because the big names don't have it, but the people in mobile have been talking about it nonstop. Uh, Sam, what, what's your thoughts on, on all this, all these rumors about Stafford? What's your take on this? Well, let's just start with this, that it's just rumors. And I know the people, the people who are reporting this rumors, I respect the hell out of these people I mean, you you talk about some guys, they haven't gotten into this realm yet, and they haven't really reported a, like a true story yet, but they're getting there. So I haven't fully believed these rumors 100%, but I'm hoping that they are true. God, I'm hoping they are true. But anyways, with the Matthew Stafford rumors, there's a lot of guys in Mobile, so I, that definitely makes me trust them a little bit more. But I think when you look at all the quarterbacks available, Matthew Stafford is the guy that you want to be a San Francisco 49er, not Deshaun Watson. And the reason being is because it just comes down to the value of the player that you're getting. I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, the minimum price, and I'm just comparing minimum prices for these guys, is a first minimum. That's probably the minimum price for Matthew Stafford. You look at Deshaun Watson, which we'll get to later, that's two firsts. And a first minimum, by the way, you know who else you can get with a first? Trey Lance uh Zach Wilson all the other quarterbacks in the draft and Stafford is better than those guys for a win now team 
you definitely want a guy like Matthew Stafford. And if you have to give up another day two pick, I am totally all for that because Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback. And I think this fit makes a lot of sense. I know you said that Schefter hasn't heard any rumors. Some there's other people that have heard rumors. I've heard rumors that Stafford has Stafford's preferred destination is the 49ers. So there's really a lot circulating right now with Matthew Stafford. So for the Niners, I think this is fantastic if they can get Matthew Stafford. If they can't, I mean, there's other options out there. But when you compare value on the field, what you're going to have to pay to get him off the field, Stafford is the guy right there that meets right in the middle and seems like the best fit for this team, considering all aspects. Yeah, I wrote an article, uh, I think about a week ago, saying the 49ers probably shouldn't trade for Washington because if Stafford, and obviously looks better now because Stafford is available, um, who is a very solid quarterback the Niners can get, that would cost a lot less than it would take to get Deshaun Watson. There's even rumors going around um, that the 49ers might not even have to trade their 2021 first-round pick to acquire Stafford. They can trade a second-rounder in next mm-hmm. year's first to get Stafford, and if they can get that done, I mean, that's a, that's a big If win. they that's do that, then that John Lynch just robbed a bank. Yeah, I think that's a robbery for the Niners to not have to go, give up their first-round pick for this year and still get Stafford. That would be amazing. But um, the reason why I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm against trading for Watson because I think it would be worth it if you did sell the farm. But for the way that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have always done trades, I don't think giving up the farm for Watson fits their their way of thinking, the way they want to build this team. Um, they like to prioritize um, not only getting better in the present, but not also you know hindering their future by getting getting rid of too many assets. They've never done that here in San Francisco. Um, We've heard that they've had interest, you know, in trades like for Jamal Adams and Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham. We've heard them, you know, be, you know, uh, included in those trade talks, but they've never pulled the trigger because we see what kind of compensation was given up um, to acquire those players. The Rams and Seahawks both give up two uh, first round picks to acquire uh, secondary players. So uh, the 49ers weren't going to give that up and they were already okay with what they had with uh, Jimmy Ward and... um, Sikorsky Tart, and then we saw the secondary wasn't as bad when they had a good pass rush. So, I mean, you know, in hindsight, they, they believe in what they had. It wasn't worth giving up that much, uh, you know, that many assets to acquire those kind of players. So we haven't seen them trade that many assets before. I don't think they're going to change the ways and do it now. The reason why Matthew Stafford is, the you know, the one that they're going heavily after is because he's more affordable, as you said, Sam, than Deshaun Watson. So you keep you know, more future picks. You also get a quarterback who was definitely capable of making this team a contender. I think he is, you know, clearly better than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And some people don't believe so, and they point to the the wonderful stat of QB wins and the fact that uh, Matthew Stafford doesn't have um, any quarter, any any wins in the playoffs or whatever they want to say about that. I'll, I'll give you some stats, and this is from Nick Wagner. Uh, he's a reporter for the 49ers for ESPN. Um, since Stafford was drafted in 2009, the Lions have ranked dead last in rushing yards per game, 31st in yards per rush, and 29th in rushing touchdowns. In the past five years, the Lions ranked in the bottom five of defensive efficiency in four of those five seasons. And since his rookie year, the Lions wide receivers lead the NFL with 350 drops. So Matthew Stafford hasn't had a lot of help in Detroit, and he will have a lot more help here in San Francisco with a good running game led by Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson with a number one or number two tight end, depending on where people like to rank um, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. You know, he's 
bottom line, you're getting one of the best tight ends in football. And also two young, very, very talented uh, receivers in Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And then you have the defense who ranked top five the past two seasons um, in defensive efficiency. So you're getting everything you haven't had before in Detroit here in San Francisco. That with the play calling of Kyle Shanahan, who makes the system easy for quarterbacks, especially veteran quarterbacks who have already been in the league, already have all the knowledge you would want. Um, you won't have to spend any time developing the guy. Matt Stafford is the plug and play ready to go. Once he learns the system, um, the offense will produce. So all in all, you know, for everyone who doesn't believe Matt Stafford will be an upgrade, he will be very much of an upgrade. Watching film on him recently, there isn't anything that you would want him to do that he can't do. He can make all the throws. He has top three arm talent. I think only two guys have better arms than him. Um, that would be Rodgers and Mahomes. I think you can almost tie him with Josh Allen. Um, he's super talented. He hasn't been with a good organization or, or any teams that are worthy of contending. So he hasn't even had a, a fair shot in the playoffs. Um, on top of the fact that he can do a lot more than what Garoppolo can do. He's everything that this offense is missing at quarterback. So Matthew Stafford is plenty good enough to be an upgrade. Anyone who doesn't believe that, I'll just tell you to go watch some film and educate yourself. So I'll leave it there. Uh, Stafford is a clear upgrade. I know, Sam, you probably feel the same way, but I'll let you speak your your piece on that. But if the Niners can get Stafford on this team, they should do it because they can give up less assets and he'll be a big-time upgrade over Garoppolo. Yeah, man, you said it perfectly right there. And, I mean, people are saying that – I've seen people that are saying, like, Jimmy Garoppolo – is only slightly worse than Matthew Stafford, and that's not true at all. Matthew Stafford is a far more mobile quarterback, as you said, far more arm talent, and those are the two things that we have really struggled with for the 49ers in their quarterback room. We don't have any mobility. We don't have much arm talent. You bring in Stafford, this entire offense changes in a very positive way because you know that Shanahan is going to use him in ways we haven't seen Shanahan do before. So I think the upgrade, I mean... If, if I, I he's like definitely a clear upgrade. I don't really need to say much more about that. As for quarterback wins, he was on the Detroit Lions, one of the worst runs teams in professional sports. What do you expect? I mean, Kobe, as you said, the run game's terrible. The defense has been bad for many years. Matt Patricia, they hired Matt Patricia as their head coach. I said that the Lions were going to make the playoffs in 2020. And the reason they didn't was because Patricia. You know why I said they were going to make the playoffs in 2020? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a top 10 quarterback still. He's 32 years old. And that that's another thing I want to bring up, the age. People are saying he's 32. We need a young quarterback. You want to know some quarterbacks just off the top of my head who have played into their 30s, well into their 30s, and were really good at 32 years old. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Payne Manning, Phillip Rivers. Those are just four I can name. Usually, if you're a top 10 quarterback and you're in your early to mid 30s, you probably have five to 10 more years left on you. So getting Stafford Stafford for five years or something like that, that keeps our Super Bowl window open for all those five years. And you don't necessarily you don't necessarily need a young guy, is what I'm trying to say. Stafford will keep the Super Bowl window open for however long we need it to be open for. Five to ten years is what I'm thinking for Matthew Stafford. Then you can probably get a young guy, you can get someone else and move on once his career is over. Now as you mentioned with Deshaun Watson when you first started talking and the compensation you're going to have to give up for him. 
the thing with Deshaun Watson is not only are you going to have to give a lot, I'm thinking like, I, I think two first, as I said, two first is the minimum, but you're probably looking at two first, a second and a player is what I'm assuming for Deshaun Watson. Cause I don't think the Texans are willing to give him up. I've heard, I think Rappaport came out today, said the Texans are not trying to trade him at this point. So Watson's going to be a lot if you want to get him. Not only is he going to be a lot to get, that contract is massive. And then you got guys on your team like Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Kyle Juszczyk. You got a ton of other guys. I could go on and on. Those are just three that come to the top of my head that we have to get signed. This Just this offseason, we have to get signed. Next offseason, you're going to have to get some more guys signed. You're going to have a lot more decisions to do. You know, you got Debo coming up. You got Bosa coming up. You got Dre Greenlaw coming up. Those are three crucial parts of this team that you need to figure out coming up. So the only way you get to Sean Watson is if that minimum price of two first is actually what they're asking for. If that's that price, you execute it. Other than that, I don't think you go any higher than that. I think you go for Stafford, get a cheaper price for him, save money in the cap room, keep Stafford on this team, and keep your Super Bowl window for as long as you need it to with Matthew Stafford, as long as Deshaun Watson would probably keep it open too. Also, another point I just want to bring up, people are saying Watson's better than Stafford, which is true. But if for the 49ers, do you necessarily need the Deshaun Watson? You don't. This team no. went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo who now everyone's hating on because Shanahan and Shanahan didn't trust him at the time. And it was obvious that they want to move on for him. We saw the Tom Brady rumors in the off season. Those turned out to be true. It was obvious that Shanahan never wanted Garoppolo as a quarterback and they made the Super Bowl with him. Now you bring in Stafford. You're easily Super Bowl contenders. You don't need a Sean Watson because you can still win games. You can beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Matthew Stafford. I've seen that argument. I mean, we came so close with Jimmy Garoppolo this Chiefs team, yes, they're at their peak right now, but then they got a lot of guys coming up that they can't pay. So that team's going to get worse fairly soon unless they draft insanely well in the next few drafts. So Matthew Stafford's going to keep your Super Bowl window and your Super Bowl chances the same amount, the same height or whatever that word I'm looking for is as Deshaun Watson would do. So I don't really see We can talk about Watson later on and why he makes sense for this team. But if you're comparing the two, I think you go Stafford over Watson hands down. Yeah, the Stafford thing is more relevant now because it sounds like a deal is close. And that's why, you know, he's more of the focus now. Um, and for people saying, you know, why not just keep Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, because they don't believe Watson. I mean, that Stafford is better than Garoppolo. Listen, Stafford will open up Kyle's playbook a ton because he can make all the throws. He can throw outside the numbers consistently. He can hit deep passes consistently. And we have some players on this team who are capable of going deep. I think the offense could look a lot more like Atlanta um, in 2016, Shanahan's last season as the OC for the for the Falcons, than it did in 2019 when the team was more focused on running the football and play action. Like that stuff won't go away, but you're going to get the deep passing game, you know, added as well. So you could see a lot more explosive plays, especially when you have guys who can who can beat teams deep. We know Kittle is very fast for a tight end. We know Ayuk has some deep threat ability. Um, I think Samuel has some deep threat ability as well that we haven't seen yet because quarterback play hasn't really allowed it. Um, Garoppolo is a more intermediate to short pass uh, passer. He's a guy who's more effective, um, 15 yards and in. So we haven't seen a whole lot, 20-plus um, yards. And it was proof of that because I think the Niners in 2019, I saw a stat around on Twitter that they were, or maybe I heard someone say it, they were ranked dead last in, uh, 
pass attempts past 20 yards. They don't normally, they haven't thrown the ball deep much. And that was the, the, the year that Garoppolo started the entire year. So with Garoppolo, we know for a fact they don't challenge defenses deep. And as a result, the running game has suffered a little bit because now teams are stacking the box. If you ever want to rewatch the Super Bowl, which I know many people will not, in that fourth quarter, the nine, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were stacking the box with like eight, nine dudes, you know, daring the Niners to pass the ball because running the ball is not going to work against that look. So they chose to pass, and Garoppolo had people open. He missed KB uh, while opening the flat on one of the throws. He stared down George Kiddo, so the pass got batted down. There were there were plays where Shanahan got guys open, and all you got to do as a quarterback is make the throw or, you know, don't make your your – you know, your target's so obvious um, as far as like staring down George Kittle and allowing Chris Jones to read your eyes and bat your pass down. Um, just execute the play how it's supposed to be executed and you have a first down and we're not talking about <laughs> Garoppolo uh, being gone this offseason. It's just a couple things here and there. Um, and then there's also proof in the in the playoffs. I've said this before on a on a past pod, um, podcast episode, whether it be here or someone else's. I've done so many, I don't remember. But you know, he took his he took the ball out of Garoppolo's hands in the Vikings game. And I I mean, I know at the time the argument for the Packers game was, well, the run game was working, so why would they throw it? There have been times before when the run game was working, but they still threw the ball at least twenty times. <laughs> like, it's not like the run game was worked before in that like we've seen games where the running game is going off in that fashion. Um, for San Francisco, we saw it in the Browns game last year, we saw it in the Panthers game last year, and Garoppolo still had over twenty pass attempts. So that argument to me is bs because shanahan saw that he didn't have to rely on garoppolo at all didn't want to so he chose to just put the ball into the hands of his running backs and let them run them to the super bowl and they did in both the vikings and the packers game so that argument to me is 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 different i know it was an excuse we made back then but i see it differently now um and obviously you see from the lack of trust that shanahan has in garoppolo uh now we saw a super gadgety offense from uh, Shanahan this offseason when Garoppolo was starting. So many screen passes, touch passes. You got Debo Samuel playing running back instead of receiver, which we know Samuel has some good running ability, but he's not here to be a running back. <laughs> the running backs are here to be running backs. He's supposed to be more out wide anyway. I mean, he's, he's still going to get some of the end rounds and stuff like that, but not as often as we saw it. He had like negative, air, uh, I think, targeted air yards, whatever, whatever stat it was. I think he had like negative um, yards behind the line of scrimmage um, per catch, but he but almost all of his yards came off a of yak because he was catching the ball like five yards in and just doing the rest with his feet. So, and that's not the same that we saw last year when Grapple was throwing the ball more. So we know Sam was capable of more. Um, overall, this entire offense is capable of more. Um, we saw they aired the ball out more with CJ Beathard and, and Nick Mullins than they do with Grapple. We saw Mullins and Beathard take more shots than Grapple did just this season and you know probably more than we saw in the past few seasons so Shanahan wants to open this offense up but he's not dumb enough to do it with a quarterback who isn't able to do it consistently I know I'm kind of going on a rant right now about Garoppolo and I, I don't hate the guy let me just get it clear I don't hate Garoppolo he's an average quarterback he can he gets he's a starter in this league there's a reason why Shanahan's won with Garoppolo and not with Mullins and Beathard because Mullins and Beathard aren't starters Garoppolo is but Garoppolo has limitations that hinders the offense and doesn't allow it to be what it truly can be. So getting Stafford alleviates all of that. Um, obviously the focus is Stafford because, like I said before, the news indicates that it's only a matter of time before he could officially be in the Bay. We'll we'll see how that plays out. But 
Stafford for sure makes his team a Super Bowl contender um, for not just this year, but maybe the next three. Um, so people who think that this move will make the Niners worse, uh, you're wrong. This will make them better. And I'll just leave it there. I can go on this on this tangent about Stafford over Garoppolo forever. It's obvious that Stafford will make this team better. If you don't think Stafford will make this team better, you haven't actually watched him play. So, if you don't think Stafford would make this team better, you probably don't watch football because I don't see how on earth you could argue that, honestly. People will argue. They go to the box score and they'll say, hey, Garoppolo has more quarterback wins. Garoppolo has more playoff wins or whatever they want to say. But a lot of that is because of the team Garoppolo was on. He's on a exactly. team that was loaded with offensive talent with a very good play caller and a very good defense. Any like half of the league could have went to the Super Bowl with that 49ers roster last year. Half the quarterbacks in the league could be the quarterback of that team. As long as as long as they're a starter. I'm not saying that Nick um not Nick Bosa. I was going I was going to say Nick Bosa. I missed the guy. That's why. He's <laughs> on my mind. Um Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard were not taking that team to the playoffs last year um because they're not starters. But you know, the, the top end of the, the top half of the league of starting quarterbacks would take that team to the Super Bowl. So Garoppolo didn't do anything special. He just, and I know it sounds rude to say, I mean, I'm not taking that away from him. Obviously, he, he won some games that we needed, the Saints game, the Cardinals games, the Seahawks, the Seahawks game. He played very well in all those games that were crucial to us get, us getting a number one seed. But I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like Garoppolo did things that other quarterbacks can't do. Stafford can do things other quarterbacks can't do. So, and and just for reference, Matt Ryan was just, you know, a top 10 quarterback until Shanahan got his hands on him. Then he was an MVP and led a historic offense. He can do the same thing with Stafford, and I'll leave it there. Exactly. I mean, you said it perfectly again, Kobe. And, I mean, just look at, I mean, I'll say it again. Shanahan does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know I'm kind of going to be repeating myself, but, I mean, Stafford is definitely an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. And I mean, as Kobe said, the reason people are saying that it's not that close is because you're not watching football and you're looking at the box score. If you watch film like an NFL fan should, and you watch the actual games, then Stafford's the better quarterback by far. And he's going to open up this offense so much. I mean, you talk about Debo Samuel with that negative, like that negative catch yards or whatever that stat is. I don't know what it was, but anyways, I mean, they're going to open up Debo so much. They're going to open up Brandon Ayuk so much. They're going to open up the running game so much. Now that they have more of a pass threat and teams don't have to focus on the running game. That's how we really got shut down last year because our offense was, it was a pretty weak offense with little quarterback help. And even with little quarterback help, I would say the supporting cast to the quarterback was better than it was in 2019. Even with all the injuries, the supporting cast to the quarterback was better than it was in 2019. And this offense is ready to take off with a new quarterback, whether it be Matthew Stafford, whether it be someone else like Deshaun Watson, but Matthew Stafford is going to fit the bill right away. And let me just ask this question. Besides besides being able to run and being a fast quarterback and a dual threat quarterback, what does Deshaun Watson bring to the table that Matthew Stafford doesn't? People, people over, I won't say overvalue, but people kind of overrate mobility it's about being able to have good presence in the pocket knowing how to evade the rush while in the pocket and keeping your eyes downfield to make a throw we don't need Deshaun watson to extend plays matthew stafford is plenty capable of, ex- of extending exactly. plays he, exactly. he shows on the field like, if you watch film if you watch even if you just watch highlight videos on youtube you can see that stafford is plenty capable of extending plays you don't need Deshaun watson to do that 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's why I've been saying Stafford all along because, yes, Stafford's the better dual threat quarterback. But if you want a good quarterback, who, in my opinion, is a mo when you t when I'm thinking about mobility, I'm talking about a guy who can move in the pot. I know a lot of people have different definitions for mobility, but the mobility that I'm thinking of right now is just being mobile to move within the pocket, which Jimmy Garoppolo could not do, and being either, able to run. That's the what confidence too. Either he lost the confidence too, or just chose, or just couldn't do it anymore because with knee injury. Exactly. In 2017, he could, but after the knee injury, he no longer did. I don't know why, but we know that he isn't able to do it anymore. Exactly. And Deshaun Watson, the only thing I would say that is significantly better from Deshaun Watson than Matthew Stafford is his ability to run. And that definitely makes quarterbacks more valuable. The other thing that's better is his age. But if you want a quarterback in a win-out situation, you're going to ignore age. You're going to get the guy you want. So... Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, brings everything that we need to the table. Deshaun Watson, yes, he brings more, but Matthew Stafford brings everything we need. That's it. We can get that. We can get him for a cheaper price than Deshaun Watson because other teams are going to want Deshaun Watson more than Matthew Stafford. It all works out for us if you get Matthew Stafford instead of Deshaun Watson. And about the age thing, we literally just saw. I know Tom Brady is a different specimen, but he's forty-three, and you know you see he has no problem getting the ball downfield. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, another guy who's probably a, a different specimen, but he's what thirty eight right now. Thirty yeah, I mean he's thirty eight and he's and, gonna win the MVP in my opinion, and that's yeah, that, I mean he's that's getting ridiculous. The ball with these. And uh, Philip Rivers, a guy who just retired recently, but we know he played his season at thirty nine. Um, he showed he can get the ball downfield pretty effectively. So Matthew Stafford isn't reliant on on scrambling. I guess you can say he's, he's never really been a fast quarterback in that sense. He has enough mobility to extend plays. His thing is his, is his arm. His arm, you know, the, the longevity of the quarterbacks is longer now than it used to be. These players can play into their 38s, into their 39s, some quarterbacks even 40. So if you get Stafford, you're probably going to get more than two or three years. You can get five, six, maybe seven, depending on how on how he's feeling later into his career. You get more than just two years if you get Stafford. So 33, he'll be 33 at the start of next season. It won't be an issue to me. Um Garoppolo is going to be 30 soon anyway, so some people are, are underestimating his age as well. I know it's a three-year difference, which could be a lot in the NFL, but you know, Garoppolo is getting up there too. But, yeah, Stafford's age isn't an issue to me. He, he he can play half a decade for the Niners for sure, in my opinion. So it's not like it's only a short-term a short, a short fix. He gives them five years, which in five years they can identify another quarterback another quarterback to take his place when his time is up. So he... he ex Allows the 49ers to wait longer to draft a younger quarterback. And he also uh, lets his team uh, enter a win now. Well, he's a good fit for this team that is currently in a win now, Super Bowl contending uh, you know, situation um, going forward. So the Niners can contend with Stafford at quarterback the next two, three years, um, maybe five, depending on how things go. But that's all that matters. For sure. And you mentioned like what else we can get if we get Stafford. We don't have to take a quarterback in the draft. And that's a good point that you bring up because – I mean, this goes for any quarterback, but let's start. Let's talk about Stafford specifically because, from what we've heard so far, it appears that we won't have to give up either our first this year or our second this year. One of those two, we're definitely not giving up, from what I've heard so far. If we get to keep those picks, that gives us so much more flexibility to draft another another need like cornerback, offensive line, uh, edge. We need we we need all three of those positions pretty badly, in my opinion. And I know people are going to say otherwise, but that's just my opinion. So we'll just I put mean, it for, there. For knees, that's not too bad. If you only need three, we only need. Yeah, I mean, it's only three, but still, I mean, 
yeah i mean they're pretty gaping hole i would say they're they're fairly gaping holes so it it's definitely you want to fill those holes now but if you keep either your first or your second or even both which the, that was a rumor earlier where we were going to give up a third and a first next year that gives you i mean that gives you so much flexibility there's so many guys especially if, if for the first round there's three cornerbacks who two of the three i think would fit really well in this offense and the other one is in my opinion the best cornerback in the draft so or defense fit our defense, I should say. The other one, in my opinion, is the best cornerback in the draft. So, I mean, you definitely have a lot of options at cornerback in the top of the draft. And then the offensive line class is stacked. And if you want a guy, I know there's a lot of questions with McGlinchey and right guard. There are a lot of guys in the first round talent who have first round talent. Rayshon Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker, just to name just to name two guys who can play guard and tackle. You can get them in the first round. So. And then in the second round, the, the depth will keep continuing because guys are going to fall. Guys are going to get reached, picked on, reached up. And there's probably a lot more guys, offensive linemen as in, in particular, that you can get there. So I think keeping and keeping one of those picks is going to be important when we're getting a quarterback. But then you get go for Watson. You're probably going to have to give up your first and your second this year. Maybe you have to do that. If you do that, that's not really going to help. Well, it's going to help gang Watson, but for the rest of the offense or the defense, it's really not going to help that much, and you're going to have to fill your needs another way, and you could have a very weak spot at one of the positions. So, I mean, getting Stafford is going to help the entire team when it comes to compensation that you're giving up and then that you're keeping as well. Yeah, you you get top 10 quarterback play, maybe even better uh, with Shanahan, and then you keep assets. So it makes the most sense. I finally found that Debo stat. Um, so he was, as far as average depth of targets, um, uh, in yards, he had the lowest in the league at like about like two, two yards was his depth of yards per catch, but he had the most yak in the league at about like 11, 11.8 or something like that. So somewhere near that range. So he had the lowest depth means he, you know, he caught the, the pass as furthest into the line of scrimmage as possible. But got the most yak because he's basically playing running back. He's like a running back out wide this past season. And we know Debo is capable of more than that because we saw his rookie year. So uh, you, you get receiver Debo back when you get a quarterback who can get him the ball consistently down the field. So that should make people happy. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about Watson here. If the Niners do decide they want to go get Watson, and let's say it takes a first this year, a first next year, this year second, next year second, and maybe a third um, from year this year, next year, five future picks. So Watson will only make about fifteen million next year because I think he'll be on what the fifth year option. Fifth of year his option, deal. yeah, yeah. So his deal won't kick in, and his contract is front loaded. So if you want to sign other players, you can back load their contract. So as Watson becomes cheaper. The other players you acquire become more expensive. So there's ways the 49ers can make it work. Um, and it probably would be worth it if they could get Staff, um, not Stafford, um, Watson for what I just mentioned. But at the same time, you know, Stafford gives you top 10 quarterback play and you can hold on to more of those assets that you can use to keep this team good for longer. Um, but yeah, but focusing on reasons that Watson would work is. You're getting a 25-year-old quarterback, franchise like a good quarterback, franchise quarterback, not somebody who the team gave up on, a guy who is the Texans franchise quarterback at 25 years old. So you're getting 
12, 13 years of good quarterback play with Deshaun Watson. So it certainly is worth it if the Niners want to go that route. I certainly, you know, think that think the the upside is there. It's just you got to give up more. And, you know, with Nick Bosa probably going to demand a, a big contract for it. Warner is coming up real, real soon. They could start negotiating this offseason, actually. Um, they can probably get Trent Williams done this year with Stafford. Um, I mean, that's that with a we have Stafford, too, but with Watson um, on the team next year. But you just lose some of the the draft capital that you would have if we just if we just went for Stafford instead. But the argument could be the Niners do draft pretty well late in the draft. They're rounding third round and down. They do draft relatively well. So could they give up those those early picks and still acquire good talent late in the draft um, to fill some needs on on the roster? I'm certain they could probably pull it off. Um, they retained Adam Peters, so a guy who's been who's been helping them acquire some of these guys like George Kittle, uh, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, guys like that. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone, but you know, you got you know that's the example there. You guys get it. You're getting very good play from third rounders, fifth rounders. Witherspoon's been off and on, but he's had moments where he's looked really good. He was, he was a third round pick. You know, there's a chance they can get some very talented guys late in the round. Um, so. You know, there's a chance. Even if you do give up those picks, maybe they still get some valuable players uh, later in the draft. So that's a possibility that you could say, hey, you know, we're losing first round picks, second round picks, maybe third round picks, but we're getting a very young franchise quarterback who will make us good for a long time. Uh, I think Watson with Shanahan could be Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid scary because of what Watson brings to the team along with what Shanahan does to the play caller. Um, and then maybe they still find ways to fill the roster with talented players um, through the draft with those late-round picks. So they can certainly make it work. Um, now, obviously, the biggest thing is that they're not alone in this. Um, there's other teams that want Deshaun Watson, just like other teams that want Stafford. But the thing about Watson is that it's going to be more expensive when you have other teams bidding. Guys like Teams like the Jets have a lot more to offer. they got a lot more cap, um, higher picks than we do. Uh, the Dolphins, they have Houston's pick, so they could be giving Houston their pick back in exchange for Watson. And the Texans could get Tua Tagovailoa, um, you know, in return. So they're getting a guy who has some upside at quarterback. Um, so they don't have to figure that out. So, I mean, there's guys who may be able to put together better packages for the Texans than we can. But, so, I mean, it will drive Watson's price higher. But, you know, if they give up five, six future picks. With Deshaun Watson, and even even if they do have to trade Bosa, um, I'm not. You know, people will be very, very, very upset about that. People don't like the idea of giving getting rid of Bosa, but a franchise quarterback is more valuable than a franchise pass rusher. So, in that regard, I think the upside would still be higher. Um, if you took Watson and lost Bosa as a result, if they needed Bosa to get over the hump to get the deal done. Which is why I think they should go for Stafford instead. This is why I'm okay with them going for Stafford instead because you keep Bosa, you keep more picks, and you get a, a very talented quarterback. But if they needed needed it to get the Watson deal done, um, I'd be okay with it. Overall, I mean, it's just Watson costs a lot because there's never been a quarterback at that age, that talented, become available. Um, which is why I still think Houston finds a way to keep him. I, I mean... They just, there's, I mean, it's not, there's few people out there who believe that would be the case, but I just want to believe that there's no way 
the Houston Texans lose their franchise quarterback like this. Like you gotta find a way to, you know, to to fix the damage and try to revive the relationship. But I don't know if they can. We'll see. But overall, there's reasons why Watson would be worth the investment. But at the same time, Stafford <laughs> is cheaper and very talented as well. So Stafford makes more sense. It's more realistic. Um, but Watson would definitely be worth the worth the assets if that's the route they wanted to go. But it doesn't sound like it. So I'll let yeah. you go. I, t- I talked for way too long. Go yeah, now you're good, man. You're good. But uh, to your point about Bosa and you're finally leaving him, I disagree with that completely. I think that keeping Bosa, if that's what they want for Deshaun Watson— I'm just hanging up the phone right there because Bosa is such a crucial part to this defense. Without Bosa, this defense is significantly worse. And if you have a significantly worse, if this D is significantly worse than it was before, it's going to be hard to come back from that. Now you have Deshaun Watson on your hands as well, which will make your offense better. But it would, I mean, as I would say, like it would make it would make it as good as it was with Stafford, and your defense would probably get worse. So. I think giving up Bosa is way too much. Uh, if you want to give up Bosa, it's got to be a straight-up deal, and that's not happening. It's got to be Watson for Bosa straight up. No picks involved. There's no way that's happening, yeah. though. So Yeah, I, I should have said that while I was talking. Yeah, if they add Bosa to the deal, definitely give up less picks because there's no way you give up two, mm-hmm. three first rounders if you're gonna give up Bosa. I'm not so, I'm not yeah. giving up a I'm not giving up a first rounder in Bosa. No way am I doing that. I'm probably if they want Bosa, the minimum price I would probably give them is a third. Or something like that, and that's not that's they're that's not going to meet their needs. So, I don't think a deal with Bosa is going to happen. It shouldn't happen, in my opinion. But it won't yeah, it won't. yeah, it won't happen. We'll just put it that way. Okay, I put I it don't... out there. I know it's my fault, but <laughs> it's, not you know, it's probably not going to happen. So don't yeah. yell at me, people. For sure. I mean, yeah, you might get another player in there, but I don't think I think Bosa is untouchable for the Niners. So, yeah. All right, but I know I've been bashing Deshaun Watson this entire episode, so. Let's praise him for a bit, and let's praise what he brings to this team for me. And Kobe, you said it pretty. You, you said it pretty well. So, I mean, Adam Peters definitely gives you a lot of hopes for this team. He's really good at finding that late round talent. This front office as a whole is really good finding at, at finding that late round talent. So, I definitely think they can probably do that. It's very risky to do that, but I think it's a possibility to find that late round talent and give up your first and your second for Watson. But I mean. I don't. I, I mean, again, I, I'm. You know, I'll stay away from bashing Stafford. Let's just talk about. Let's just act like Watson's the guy that we want. So late round talent. That I think. I mean, that definitely helps your team out right there. He's younger, probably one of the youngest options you can get. You're probably going to have him for 15 years, maybe, as Kobe you said right there. And out of all the quarterback options you can get, he is the best by far. He is by far the best quarterback option. Yes. Just just talent wise, comparing it from like. If you just want to do a quarterback ranking, Deshaun Watson is going to be the, your best quarterback on every list. I think that's pretty much a consensus. I don't see how else any rookie quarterback is currently better than him or how Matthew Stafford's currently better than him when ranking it on a quarterback a quarterback tier list or something like that. So he is the best. He is If you want the best quarterback possible, you go for Deshaun Watson. The question is, will they go for the best quarterback possible, or are they going to go for the guy that fits their needs that they have right now, and that allows them to keep some uh, capital and compensation in order to get some other guys to build around the guy? So, yeah, that's where I'm at on Deshaun Watson. Again, I'm not really high on him when comparing to Stafford for this team. 
if they want to get Deshaun Watson for this team, go for it. Just don't give up too much. Also, let me just address something really quickly that I didn't address. I know a lot of people who are listening to this saw that back in November or October, I forgot when it was, I made a video that's saying that Sam Darnold was the best option for the 49ers. That was under the impression that Matthew Stafford was not going to get traded. So that video is kind of out the window. I'm all for Matthew Stafford right now. I'll just say that right now. Just get that out of the way. Yeah, I guess that's smart. People might come back at you like, "Hey, you said you said Sam yeah, Darnold was the I'm, best option." I'm off. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off the Darnold trade. So we'll have to see right now. Also, uh, I'll just put it right now. The Bovada betting line has put the 49ers yeah. at even for Matthew Stafford. Now it was at plus 100 earlier. Now it's even. Interesting. It's funny because I think they took it down earlier today. And then I guess they put it back up. So I guess they got more news uh, saying that the Niners are the favorites, too. And that's something I meant, I meant to mention. The Niners are also the favorites to acquire Stafford. So there, there's a lot of things pointing in a direction that Stafford could be a 49er very, very soon. So mm-hmm. we'll see there. And in no way are we saying that that Stafford is better than Watson because he's not. We know Watson's a lot more talented than Stafford is. Um, but Stafford can can give this team everything they need from quarterback and they get to keep assets that's the biggest reason why the Niners are probably down to trade for Stafford over trade for Watson and you don't have to to put a lot on the shoulders of a rookie quarterback um when this roster is kind of built to win right now and I guess I, I would think of this while you're saying this about Nick Bosa and why he's important to this defense I think he'll be even more important now because you have Demico Ryans as your DC and not Robert Sala who is experienced and seasoned and knows how to lead the top defense without good pass rush. I think Bosa will be pivotal to helping out D'Amico Ryan so that he can call uh, more standard, more basic coverages and still get um, you know good results from the defense because his you know his front four will be harassing quarterbacks all game long. So I think that becomes more important because Ryan's is going to have it's his first time being a defensive coordinator. He's going to have his mistakes. So if you you know make him if you put him in a situation where he doesn't have to do as much with the defense to be successful and keeping Bosa definitely helps that quite a bit. I think that could be important going forward. And that's another reason why the 49ers could go D line at number 12. If they get to keep that pick after um, with the Stafford trade, assuming they do get the deal done. Um, I know I made a tweet about, you know, Kyle Pitts being, you know, with the rest of Niners' weapons being dangerous. I did not mean that as in the Niners should go prioritize getting Kyle Pitts at 12. I was saying that as like, you know, Kyle Pitts with the Niners' defensive weapons would be very scary. But I don't think that's the need. Obviously, the need would be more edge rusher, um, offensive line, or cornerback going forward. So, yeah, I think Bosa, as I was trying to say recently, Bosa would help out Ryan's a lot because Ryan's is not experienced. He'd be brand new. And he has something to kind of fall back on. Um, he can call safe coverage, whether it be, you know, cover two, cover three, cover four, whatever coverage they choose to run the majority of the time um, under his his reign. Um, they can call that and still get good results because the pass rush will be very good and they'll get to the quarterback without having to do too much with blitzes and disguising looks and all that. So, yeah, keeping like like I said, you know, if if. Bosa could get you Watson. He didn't have to give up that many picks. Not say maybe it's worth it, but obviously keeping Bosa um, with Ryan's as DC is probably more important now than it would have been if Salah was still here. For sure. And 
I mean, that kind of leads to the point that whoever we get at quarterback is just going to cause a massive chain reaction. Also depends on what compensation we give up, but either way, it's going to ch- cause a massive chain reaction. I mean, you talk about with Watson and Bosa. It's more specific for that. If you get Watson and you have to give up Bosa, I mean, the defense is going to do significantly worse. D'Amico Ryan's going to have a much harder time. And let's let's just look at what Robert Sala did when there wasn't that much pass rush. In 2018, our pass rush was not that great, to say the least. Yes, you had DeForest Buckner, but that was really it. You had a trash Eric Armstead. You had Cassius Marsh. And was Ronald Blair starting? Oh, yeah, Ronald Blair no, might I think he came. I think he came 2018, did he? I'm not No, he sure. was 2016. He was a... Chip Kelly. Oh yeah, pick. he was. He was. He was. He, he was, was a Chip yes. Kelly pick. But somebody, I think it was Ronald Blair starting. I don't know who it was, but I wanted Robert Sala out the door because that pass rush could not do anything. I mean, two did. interceptions. I think that has a lot. Even though that has a lot to go with the secondary, I think that's a lot. A lot to do with the pass rush because they're not pressuring the quarterback at all right there. And when you're a quarterback, you got to cover for for longer than two seconds. It gets tough. Like these exactly like, because if a quarterback gets to sit there in the pocket for four or five seconds, someone's going to get open. Like it's, it's Easily, inevitable. Yeah. Like you can't cover for that long. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, adding on, like it took a while for Robert Salah to adjust his play call and make sure that this defensive line was doing what it had to do because it was definitely underwhelming to Robert Salah and he had to adjust, make the adjustments. And it's hard to adjust with that pass rush. And I really learned that after 2020 and all the injuries this season. At first I was like, Robert Salah, he's got to get out of here. Well, not necessarily get out of here. Like, I knew he was a good defensive coordinator when everyone was healthy. But I thought, oh, Robert Sala is going to be a terrible head coach. And then he starts making the adjustments, and this defensive line starts stepping up again. It's definitely going to be really hard with this defensive line and not without Nick Bosa and without Nick Bosa because, I mean, it's just going to be hard to adjust. It's going to take a long learning process. It's going to take, like, eight weeks to do so. When you have a okay defensive line— an underwhelming defensive line, it, it takes a while to adjust your play calls. And that's what's going to happen if Nick Bosa is not on the team because they're going to trust guys who it might be a rookie that you trust. Maybe it's Quiddy Pay or Gregory Rousseau that you get on the draft. I don't know what I'm just saying out random names, but maybe you have to trust a rookie to fill that Nick Bosa role. That's not going to happen until like week eight. This defensive line is going to be below expectations for sure if Nick Bose is off the team because it's going to take a while to adjust. And this team, if this defensive line cannot adjust immediately without Nick Bosa, this team is not making the Super Bowl, may not even make the playoffs, dare I say it. Probably will make the playoffs, but Super Bowl could be out of the question. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely, I think Bosa just making sure that you keep him on this team, it's just, if you let him go, it's going to cause a massive ripple effect on the defensive side. On the offensive side, there's not as much of a ripple effect. So, I mean, the ripple effect really has to do with what you give up and what you keep for this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the argument I can make is like a a franchise pass rusher has never won a Super Bowl single-handedly for a team where the quarterback has. But at the same time, if you don't have to give up, give up Nick Bosa, then don't. Like, if you don't have to, don't do it. And like I said, I'm in no way saying the Niners should trade away Nick Bosa. Don't yell at me. I'm not saying it, okay? I'm not saying that. But if they did trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson, I'd understand. That's all I'll say. Um, what else did I want to say after that? I don't even know. Yeah, I was saying, um, okay, so Salah struggled his early his first two years because he was a linebacker coach before becoming a DC. So that's obviously why he struggled. 
And I think we'll see some of the same things from, from D'Amico Ryans. I know he's a guy who's well-respected, who the coaches trust, but you got to learn. You know, you got to learn. You learn by doing. You can only learn so much from watching. So Ryans is going to have his, his struggles here or there. He's going to have to go through some growing pains. Um, so having a good defensive line to fall back on um, may be more of a necessity this year than it was in previous years. Because Salah, obviously, as he got more experienced, didn't need an all-pro all defensive line to get the job done. We saw he's able to get uh, creative with his blitzes. We saw him able to adjust very well. Um, he stopped playing so much zone, which I think had a lot to do with Sherman not playing as much because Verrett and Witherspoon are better in man coverage than um, Sherman was in man coverage. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But they, we saw him play a lot more man, um, a lot more two, uh, two safety looks. So we saw the defense kind of transforming to what they had. Um, so we'll see what go, what they do going forward. I don't know what Nico Ryan's will want to run. Um, I've seen that you are not uh, much of a fan of Patrick Sertain being a 49 well, because I'm not. Had, a, let me let me rephrase. You're, let me if rephrase they, that if, for you. If, if we're playing a, his own defense, if we're playing his own defense, I'm not a fan of Patrick Sertain. If we're playing a primarily man defense, er, we trade both, and then we're going to play man defense. I'm all for Patrick Sertain. I mean. In my opinion, Patrick Sertain, I know it's like a lot of people are saying, oh, it's really close between Farley, Horn, Sertain for best cornerback in the draft. In my opinion, Sertain is by far better than those other two guys. And he's by far better because of his man coverage defense. If you want a guy in zone coverage, you're probably looking at second, third, fourth round talent from Patrick Sertain, somewhere around there. You got to have a team that plays primarily man for him. And I know this is a quarterback video, so I'm not going to go too much into him, but Patrick Sertain would be a good fit only if we play man defense. If we take him and we play more zone defense, I'm not going to be... I'll be just mad about that pick because, I mean, I love the guy. I think he can be the best cornerback in the league, but primarily on a man defense, he's not going to reach his full potential in a zone defense, whereas a guy like Horn or Farley would do that. But this is a quarterback video, so that's all I'll say about Patrick Sertain. Yeah, I just want you to have that so that if anyone ever wants to come at you, you can give you can show them this audio clip that you, exactly so, you know, that explains your 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 take on that. I know that I've explained it in things. so many tweets as well already. So, I mean, I think I think people are aware of my I I don't know what you call it my love hate affair for Patrick Sertain. So the only case I will make for and I won't discuss too much because we're saving for another episode. But my one thing I'll say is you know no one comes out of college a finished product. So could the Niners teach him how to play good zone coverage? He has good instincts. He has good lens. That would be interesting. Um, so I think he could learn to play better zone coverage. I don't think he's abysmal in zone coverage. It's not his specialty. If they could do that but, and teach him how to play zone coverage real well, then that's that could be the steal of the draft. Because, I mean, I, I mean, man is probably where his sweet spot's going to be in the NFL. Zone, I mean, his zone cover. there's a reason he's a first-round talent. You're not, you're not going in the first round if you're only good at man because teams are going to run zone as well. His man is where he kills it in the draft. His, I mean, with the zone coverage thing, it's definitely it's definitely worse than his man coverage, and it's worse than Farley's and Horn's zone coverage. But it's not that bad. I mean, second, third, fourth round talent is pretty good for zone coverage. So I would take him. But for this team, I think Horn and Farley are probably the better fit for a win now team. A guy, they're guys I think you could develop a bit easier with what we have right now. Uh, coaching wise so I think those two would probably be the good fit plus there's that South Carolina connection with Horn and there's also that disconnection at Alabama um, 
with Patrick Sertan. So we'll have to see what happens there. All right. I think we say everything we need to say. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we know quarterback is something that never gets talked about on 49ers Twitter. So we thought we'd do you a favor and uh, <laughs> talk about it a little bit. So uh, since we're ending here, um, something I've never said that I need to start saying, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Um, it helps us out. It helps us reach uh, new eyes and new ears, uh, reach, you know, get a bigger audience. And uh, if you enjoy it, you should. You should want more people to hear uh, your favorite podcast. So go ahead and do us a favor. Give us that five-star review with a great um, – that five-star rating with a great review, you know, to help help your boys out, you know. Help your boys out. Um, we want to reach more people. We want to reach more ears. Um, we want to grow this thing. So um, you guys can help with that, with doing that part. So if, if you like what we do here, um, you know, you can go ahead and give us that review. Um, if you don't, you know, you can add us and say, hey, I don't like your show and here's why. And we might listen to you. So – if you don't like something, let us know. You know, I, I'm I'm okay to, to hear uh, some criticism. I'm I'm okay to hear things that you guys don't like. And uh, maybe I get all the time in my comment section on YouTube. I love that. I like <laughs> I'll, criticism. I'll take, we'll take it. I'll take criticism. Yeah, we like to improve. So if it's something we think that maybe you're right about. Maybe we should do better. Then uh, you know, we may uh, look into that. So um, sure. you can find you can find me on Twitter and Sam on Twitter. Um, for me, it's at Bay Kobe. Um, B A Y K O B E. Um, for Sam, at Niner Wire Sam. Um, you can go ahead and spell that out for the boys that want to follow. N i n e r, w i r e s a m. Pretty straightforward English. And then also yeah. make sure to follow us on Twitter. Both of us at Talking Niners Pod, posting yes. a lot of stuff there soon about the podcast stuff that we tweet. Make sure to follow us on all three of those places, and subscribe to Niners sure. on YouTube for more content from me. Yeah, and subscribe to Talking Niners on on, uh, on YouTube for any video content that I put out. So that that too. Um, that's all the tags. That's all the uh, the stuff you need to hear from us. This has been the Talking Nights podcast. Stafford to San Francisco soon? We'll see. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Go Niners. See ya. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just... Signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.